Fun Ideas Productions presents the Fun Ideas Podcast. I'm having so much more fun now. I have let them show me how to live their way. Hi, this is Mark Arnold, and welcome to Fun Ideas Podcast number 236. The Fun Ideas Podcast is brought to you in part by Freaky Magazine. I contribute material to every issue, so give it a try. Hey kids, have you read Freaky? The magazine of weird humor for freaks like you. Freaky Magazine is a way out collection of weirdo comics, kooky gags, photo funnies, social satire, and surreal collage. 52 pages of insanity in the tradition of magazines of yore like Cracked, Plop, and Zap. Special offer for Fun Ideas listeners, get a free sample copy in the mail, made of smelly newsprint and smudgy ink the old-fashioned way. Just message your mailing address to the slow poisoner at gmail.com that's the slow poisoner at gmail.com while supplies last you remember them from your childhood half for the friendly ghost richie ridge hot stuff baby huey sad sack and little audrey you read them in comic books and saw them on television and in the movies now you can read about how they and other Harvey comic characters were created in two great books from Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions, The Best of Harveyville Fun Times and The Harvey Comic Companion. Both are available from Amazon. The Companion is also available from Fair Manor Media. They are available in hardcover, paperback, and ebook versions. Order your copies today. Friends, have you tried Lee's Comics? Lee's Comics is better than the leading comic book store. Wait a minute. Lee's Comics is the leading comic book store. Based on arbitrary standards set by Lee Hester himself. Lee's Comics was named as one of the 21 best online dealers by PopOptique.com. To shop the Lee's Comics eBay store, go to eBay and search for Lee's Comics, Inc. That's L-E-E-S-C-O-M-I-C-S-I-N-C, period. Don't forget the period. Mention the Fun Ideas podcast when you order, and you'll receive a free bonus gift. I plan to go on Charles F. Rosene's Magical History Tour in 2024. And here is Charles to talk about it. Hey, hey, this is Charles Rosene, sometime guest here on the Fun Ideas podcast. Have you ever thought of taking a Beatles tour to Liverpool? Well, I host and organize the Magical History Tour every summer, www.liverpooltours.com. But I'm here to tell you about two other things. My books. Yes, Mark isn't the only author. I've recently published the book of Top Ten Beatles Lists, where 64 celebrities gave their top ten favorite Beatles-themed lists with reasons why. And illustrations and photos and all kind of fun stuff. Please check it out, www.bookoftop10beatleslists.com. It's the follow-up to www.bookoftop10horrorlists.com, where a hundred celebrities gave their favorite horror lists. Enjoy the upcoming show, and thank you for listening to my ad. In Fun Ideas Productions news, progress is being made on publishing my upcoming Turtles and Mad books. Hopefully they will be out by the end of 2023 or the beginning of 2024. My latest books that are published include my books on Pac-Man, the stars of Walt Disney Productions, the revised second edition of my Monkeys book with Michael A. Ventrella called Long Title, and the TTV Scrapbook. You can buy them all on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or directly from Bear Manor Media. 
If you'd like a signed book, contact me at funideas.mark at gmail.com or purchase your book through my listings on eBay. I'm still working on my TV cartoons at Time Forgot book, as well as articles about the Harvey Implosion and on Archie's Mr. Weatherby. On today's show, we have a returning guest who is involved in a number of different things, but we'll try to keep it to two. One is his annual trips to England called the Magical History Tour, and the other is his appearance at the upcoming Salem, Massachusetts Paranormal and Horror Paracon on November 11th and 12th. Here he is, Charles F. Rosney. Hi, this is Mark Arnold with yet another Fun Ideas Podcast. And today I have a longtime assistant on the show. He actually even hosted one of the episodes of this show. It is Charles F. Rosney. Exclamation point, exclamation point. What does the F what does the F stand for? I've never asked you that. Will you reveal that? Yeah, it stands for Fab Four, of course. What else? Um, <laughs> didn't you? Didn't we host more than one? I could have sworn we did. No, no, no. There's one you hosted completely without me on it. Oh, right, yeah. right. Gotcha. <laughs> That's what I meant. No, you, you've been on many times. I mean, you've also given me a zillion musical guests and other people and stars. Tara Buckman was last week, and yeah. uh, part of the reason of having you on here is the reason I had her on here is. Uh, you're doing the upcoming Salem, Massachusetts Paracon. And so I guess we could just dive right in. But I would say, introduce yourself for anybody who doesn't know who you are. Hi there. My name is Michael Ventrella. I am the co-author of uh, several books. With oh, no, 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 wrong person. I'm Charles F. Rosnay, um, raconteur, impresario, uh, entrepreneur. Um, I'm an author, an actor, and a producer. And right, I've got a very exciting event coming up called uh, Salem Paracon, which is in Salem, Massachusetts at Salem State University. And it's the uh, Salem Paranormal and Horror Convention, November 11th and 12th. And it's just so exciting because we've got, you know, there's a lot of these conventions around, but I think we have a really amazing lineup of guests, um, not just from the paranormal world, but, you know, from the horror field too, including Tara Buckman from Silent Night, Deadly Night and Cannonball Run, um, which wasn't a very scary movie, but uh, she was great in it. Uh, But her co-star who was in it, Adrian Barbeau, was also in Swamp Thing and was also in a lot of horror things. So there's all those horror connections. And then, of course, we have two um, guest actors who were in Friday the 13th, part two. And this is in addition to a slew of vendors who own psychics and readers and horror merch. It's your typical fun convention. I'm a convention guy. I just love going to them. I love, you know, attending them as a fan, as a guest, as an author. And every opportunity I can, I try to go to a convention. And this should be a real fun one because I'll be I'll be hosting it and welcoming people at the door and uh, doing some of the interviews and it'll give everyone an opportunity to uh, say hello to me and to all the great guests we've got at www.salemparacon.org. Thank you and good night. All right. <laughs> hey, come back here. Come back here. Hey, come back here. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> it's dr tongue's house of 3d stewardesses (laughs) i did also want to mention that we've got the og himself you know i always say when you think of the paranormal you think of the warrens ed and lorraine warren and the conjurings Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and annabelle and when you think of magic you think of houdini but when you think of mentalism and mind reading if you're of a certain era and you remember Johnny Carson and you, the name that everyone knows is the amazing Kreskin. Yep. <laughs> and he's going to be at the convention. So yeah, I, I almost left out our main guest. So now, is, how many years has this run? This uh, particular show, is this the second one or is there more? Only the second oh, one. Okay. That's I felt I there was a lot of great events in Salem, especially in October, but there wasn't this large you know, horror and paranormal convention on this level. And um, there, I think there had been years ago and they stopped doing them. I don't really know what, what whatever, but anyway. <laughs> so that's why I, f- I felt it filled a gap, uh, especially after doing the Connecticut paranormal conventions and those doing so well, I thought, well, Salem needs one. So November 11th and 12th with great guests, re- 
readers, psychics, vendors, authors, horror merch, and much more. Salem State University South Campus. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just continue on this a little bit longer to give you because I know you'll never turn down a, a free plug. So, uh, <laughs> um, but I'll ask a question first. So, how long have you been kind of interested in horror or paranormal or? ghosts and i know you wrote a book and that's what i was going to allude to but how long have you been interested in this, your whole life and what got you interested in horror from you know from day one although in those days uh we didn't call it horror we called it um monster movies and and such that because we're talking about that i'm 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 changing my uh, scenery. I am relocated <laughs> to a brand new location where we have high tech here. <laughs> completely different background. We've yeah. got Bella with the shine on his head. We've yeah. got Anthony Hopkins in the background, Hannibal, and we've got the Wolfman from Universal. So um, uh, I've loved monsters literally from when I was the youngest things that I, the, my memories in life are the Beatles on Ed Sullivan and um, watching The Bride of Frankenstein with my mom. And from then on, I was hooked. Uh, always loved it. Always will. You know, every new monster movie that comes out, I see with my kids. And um, I didn't really pursue it as a, you know, side, like occupation, vocation, whatever you want to call it, the way I did Beatles. You know, I do the Beatle tours and I've done the um, published a magazine on the Beatles for almost 20 years. I do the festivals, manage Beatle bands. You know, that's been sort of my life is, is, is doing stuff surrounded by the Beatles. But when people realize that I've been doing the Beatles tour for 40 years, it sometimes comes as a surprise to know that I've been doing the Dracula tour for 25 years. So although I haven't been doing it as long as the Beatles stuff, I've certainly been doing it a long time. And um, that's the Dracula tour to Transylvania, www.dractours.com. And as we speak and as we record this, tomorrow I have a group coming back uh, from Romania uh, for their annual, for the annual tour that I do. Wow. Now, how come you're not on it? Uh, Um, You just don't go on every tour that you do? (laughs) No, that's a really good question. So for, you know, I go on all the Beatle tours. Yeah. But with the Dracula tours, they take place during Halloween. Yeah. So the first 12 years I did host it Mm -hmm. and I groomed a gentleman by the name of Radu, appropriately. (laughs) Radu is a Romanian historian, professor, knows everything about everything on the planet, including Vlad, Vlad the Impaler, Vlad Tepish, you know, and and the Dracula uh, lore and legend and novel, and he ties it together beautifully. So even when I was hosting the tour, he was still my tour guide. I see. And when I felt really good, comfortable with him and all that, and I felt that I could continue the tour but not have to be on it with him as the host, that's what, how why I'm not on it, and he continues it himself and does a sparkling job. Well, it sounds like he's uh, perfect for it and knowledgeable yeah. about the subject. I mean, it's not just some guy like, uh, I don't know where we are. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, he knows all the places and all the histories of all the places. And he makes cool. it fun. I mean, that's a big thing with all my tours is, yeah, you can you know give as much information as the next guy. But we had personality. We had special stuff to make it you know that much more appetizing to join us. Now, what were you doing here? I mean, you were doing the haunted houses. So tell me a little bit about those, because that seems like a big undertaking. And how long do those run? So every week, every weekday, I was doing a library appearance. Oh, okay. uh, Through the month of October. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I was different library talking about mostly ghosts and ghost stories. And then on the weekends, I was hosting the haunted trolley. And it's a real trolley, an antique trolley that goes out out and then comes back and people take a ride on it. And last year, um, the, the concept was I told ghost stories going out and then and, and on the way back, we did a seance to see if we could uh, <laughs> talk to the people who were actually killed on a trolley ride back in 1917. It's a true story. Uh, this year, we changed it up completely. We took out the the haunted supernatural aspect of it, brought in uh, professional actors who do dinner theater and we did a murder mystery murder oh. on the shoreline express mm-hmm. right on board the trolley 
And uh, so I, I was on it a few times, adding a little comedy. I would do the introductions, but I didn't have to be there. Another scenario where I can put on something <laughs> and not be there. And it's very rare that I can do that. So I was able to do my normal life DJing gigs, which is how I actually earn a living. <laughs> and on, other, on, on the other days and other nights, um, I was doing uh, conventions, setting up at uh, uh, other conventions and getting geared up. And while I was at those conventions, I'm handing out flyers and promoting Dracula Tour and promoting the Salem Paracon. And, you know, it surprised me when I first started talking to you and everything that your very first book actually had nothing to do with the fellers behind me. And it had more to do with the fellers behind you. And I must say that the first book that you're alluding to, Book of Top Ten, Horror List, Hardcover, uh, which is (laughs) the only only one I have, um, has has nine Beatle chapters. Mm Mm-hmm. And nine monkeys chapters. So you know, I, I thought that would do the trick. I thought that would placate the the monkey fans and the Beatle fans, and to an extent, it did. You know, I promoted yeah. it heavily as you know. It, yes, it's a horror book. Yes, it's a celebrity book, and it's a pop culture book. But hey, Beatle fans, Pete Best is in it. Hey, monkey fans, Mickey Dolenz is in it. You know, so I'm mm-hmm. thinking everyone's gonna want to get it for that reason. Well, a few did. But it was always at Charles, where's the Beatle book? Charles, come on. <laughs> but you didn't so, even do that as your second book. And your second book is more in line with the Paracon. I mean, so, second book yeah. is Through yeah. Ghost Stories of Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> reason, I, just, I just happen to have these handy so that you ask and I show. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, I there's, can't believe you'd have copies of your own book. <laughs> there's my, uh, my horror host persona right there. Uh, okay. Does your horror host, uh, did you say, does it have a, a name? Like, I know you do different characters and stuff like that, like That's, Charlene and stuff. Does that character? Crip Master Chucky. Crip Master Chucky. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, And it, there was a show called Scared Stiff. It was one of these web series. And they would put out, they would turn out all these great horror shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in a bunch of them as an actor. Um, but when he decided to do like an anthology with wraparounds where he had a horror host introduce each of them and, you know, do a few shtick things in between, that's where uh, I got to do my horror host um, persona. And I did it at a few conventions. I actually DJed a few times and um, dressed in that character. Mm-hmm. I miss that character. I got to find the wig and the uh, and the pants and the outfit somewhere. I haven't <laughs> lost it over the years, but I need to find it. It's probably uh, somewhere anyway. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> um, I know, well, we'll talk about it later because we're, we're going to talk about everything at some point in the next hour here. But uh, um, are there any more books along the line of those first two books in your future that you can discuss? So the book of top 10 horror lists has a hundred celebrity lists. And while I was working on them, a bunch of lists came in after I went to print. And I thought, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to horror conventions. I'm meeting horror people. I have probably, I'm halfway done with a second book, but I lost interest in it. I don't Uh think I'm going to put out, I always said, yeah, I'm going to put out the bride of the book of top 10 horror lists. Um, and I might get that urge again, um, but uh, at this point, I have the list on a database, and I probably have, have, you know, made friends with about thirty other horror stars and actors and celebrities who I can get lists from. Mm-hmm. So that's possibly down the road if I if I have enough interest and I feel there's enough of a market to sell another book of that of us of the same ilk. Um, then again, with the Ghost Stories book. It came out. It's got 33 amazing Connecticut ghost stories. I've since gotten more ghost stories from people of, about what happened in Connecticut. So I, I could probably do a volume two of that or do ghost stories of Massachusetts or Rhode Island or New York. Uh, so there's a lot of possibilities. But right now, I'm really more focused on working with you, Mark, and, putting out, and putting out our Turtles book, which is coming out <laughs> Four people will know it. It's going to hit them and pow, they're going to want this amazing <laughs> Turtles anthology, discography, a phenomenal book with interviews and reviews. It's 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 going to take the Turtles world by storm. 
<laughs> and then, you know, and then uh, we might have another music-oriented book before anything else. So though that's that's what's in line. Yeah. And I had a great idea for a monkey uh, for another Beatles book, um, which might you know be the third in line. So if I do the Turtles, and then the other music book, and then there might be a Beatles book down the road because I do love the process. But I'm not, but I, I've had second thoughts about repeating myself. Even well, even... would you ever do another type of horror book that wasn't a, a top ten list or you know ghost stories? It would be something completely different, but in the horror vein, like maybe I don't know. <laughs> just... Like, you know, stars of horror movies or something, a little biopics or something or whatever. I don't know. Nah. Something, something di totally different, you know. Nah. Yeah. Or nah. my love for monster movies or whatever. I don't know. Nah. Nah. Okay. Yeah. What I try to do, I guess, except for our Turtles book, is is something that's so unique. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, I think I have with the with the first three. Um, but I, I don't know. I it would it would have to hit me, and I'm thinking, well, there's nothing like yeah. it out there. And then maybe <laughs> not, not not presently. I don't yeah. have. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, I'm the same way. I don't like doing sequels or uh, redos. Now, I did in the case of the monkeys, but right. the second book uh, was more about solo careers than the group. So, right, so that it, made sense. Yeah. It was a little bit different, and uh, the first one was revised because. Michael, you mentioned Michael, Michael <laughs> at the beginning. Um, Michael and I realized that the book was virtually complete because it had everything but the Christmas album. So why not add the Christmas album? So now it is yeah. complete. And But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I don't mind doing other books on the same subjects. Like I did a, a second total television book, which is the company for people who don't know that did Underdog and Tennessee Tuxedo and those cartoons. Um, right. But I did a completely different way. One, the first book was a little history book. The second one is a big scrapbook with lots of pictures and stuff like that. Still had a lot of information and it corrected some errors from the first book. But <laughs> it it's a book designed as a companion book, you know, to say, I'm a fan. I want both of them. You know, I don't want to just get this one and forget this other one. So you know, you're, you're a real author and you put out books and they sell really well. And you're, I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm envious and I respect that. <laughs> I put out books because I want to sit behind a table at a convention and sign, you know, for, at the <laughs> event. Those were the only ways I sold books. I think I'd be happy, you know, yeah. uh, it's a different. I think I come from a different mentality when it comes to the books because I you don't do. have. I don't have them in Barnes and Nobles. Yeah, you know, I don't probably. Have I mean, it's funny. The 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 part that you love the most is the part I probably love the least. You know, it's like I love making them and yeah. putting them out there. But it's like yeah. I want to see them on my shelf. I don't want to sit there and sign for people. I do, I do, I don't. Uh, but I'm not like going to libraries every day of the month of October and things like that. <laughs> you know that that be seems so stressful to me to so, be doing that. You know? So today, um, as it worked out, the Beatles released their um, new song right. uh, now and then, and yes. uh, I had a library appearance where I was talking about my Beatles book. You talk about library appearances. What could have been a better timing? And um, I was on a TV program early in the day and actually talked about the release. And they were able to plug the fact that I was going to be at a library with the Beatles presentation. And that added a total another dimension to, to my presentation, which I wouldn't have anticipated when I booked this two months ago or three months ago, right. that it would have been the same day as the release. But yeah. the, for me, I love to talk and I love to be in front of a crowd. And yeah. At being a DJ, you know, most of my life and an MC, yeah. uh, when I'm in a library, I get to play with the crowd and do interaction. And it's not just your droll reading from the book. If I had to see an author do that, I, I would <laughs> fall asleep or leave. With me, it's it's I'm prowling the crowd, you know, I'm walking yeah. up to people and saying, Do you, you know, I'm I'm, I'm getting opinions as I'm doing my spiel. Yeah. And I started off with a rare video. And once in a while, I'll bring in like a surprise guest, you know, a, a McCartney imitator, and I'll end the show with a few songs. So <laughs> when I do the libraries, it's 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 a show. It's a whole program. Yeah. And I've thought about doing stuff like that, but it's just, you do it with ease and frequently. You know, to me, it's like, I've done some talks. I did a, a talk at the local um, museum here 
uh, at the college about Harvey Kurtzman, the creator of Man Magazine. He worked sure. EC Comics and everything like that. And it's on YouTube if anybody ever wants to see it. And I'm comfortable speaking in front of people. I'm not shy. Yeah. But I am, I will say, knowing you as I know you, you're far more extroverted than I am. I've always been an introvert at heart, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it takes something to get me to, uh, you know. Now, I will say this, if I was with you at one of these conventions or one of these places, I'd probably be out there hawking the book just as much as you, you know. <laughs> it's just right, right. to do it on a regular basis. It's like, it just boggles my mind. It's a little overwhelming, well, but no. You know, <laughs> I hope we get to a, a point where the turtles book will be out there and we'll have an opportunity to sign it together and yep. maybe do a presentation. That would be special. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what, you know, scenario would lead to that. Maybe uh, if we're invited to the rock and roll hall of fame right. or something really special. <laughs> the only the- convention I can think of is the one I think you attended is that mid Atlantic one, you know, might oh, be yeah. a possibility, you know, yes. because even though the turtles aren't celebrities in the traditional way, I mean, they're still known quantities, certainly as known as fake Jan in the Brady Bunch and things like people like that, that show up to these uh, shows and things like that. So she's great. She's a wonderful person. Yeah. Jerry Reichel is very great. You know? Yeah. And I, I I gave her kudos once and at first she was like, huh? You know, and I, uh, because she kind of took it the wrong way. It's like, Wow, you know, you 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 did your made your career on fake Chan, and she thought I was insulting her, and I go, no, I think that's incredible that you can make really? a whole career about just one single role that you did at one point. You know, so anyway. she happens she happens to be in my horror book. Yes, uh, <laughs> and and if I'm not mistaken, I think she had a horror credit. Um, oh, she's done many other projects. It's just that oh. that's what she bills herself as. Right, right, Get a lot of mileage out of that one part that was only for, like, I think they did 16 episodes, maybe. <laughs> Something right. like that. So, so um, the, her, her chapter is, she was fake Jan, but she met the real Wolfman. And she was in a movie called The Meat Puppet. So she... Okay. Yeah, yeah, good good credits in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like it that she can milk that for all it's worth and get so much mileage out of it, you know, <laughs> and be happy them. with it. I mean, some people they're like, "Oh, I got typecast." You know, like I I I, I hate to say this, but it seemed like this years and years ago. I met Bob Denver as Gilligan. And he wore the hat and everything, but yeah. you could tell he was just like. Why am I here? You know, it's like you know, it's like, yeah. You know, it's like I, if I was typecast as something. I mean, if I am in any way, it'd be like the Harvey Comics guy or something. Uh, right. But you know, I, I would relish in it. I would say, "Wow, I'm known for something." You yes, know? So, agreed. If yeah. I was George Reeve, I would still be alive, and I'd be 99 years old, still wearing the costume. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let me, let me share something with you. Mary Reichel won a Best Supporting Actress Award in the Down Beach Film Festival in Atlantic City Cinefest. It's the same Cinefest where Charles Rosenay won an award for Best Supporting Actor for his role as Death in the movie Kvetch. So her and I <laughs> both won supporting <laughs> actors in, 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 um, in film festivals. That's funny. <laughs> Kvetch. <laughs> yeah. Is there a way to see that? Is that on online or on video somewhere? I'm gonna have to check. It's gotta be. Uh, it's really I'm funny. Check this stuff out. <laughs> years, after, Excuse me. years after it was made, um, I got a call that someone was showing it at some kind of a online. It was during COVID with the the zooms when everyone was showing stuff. If I would come on, introduce it, and talk about my role in it. And my answer was, yes, of course I will. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> um, so going back to the Beatles, I know we're going to jump around, but, you know, we're probably going to uh, talk about Beatles. So c- come on back. Come on back. Coming back to the to the to the British flag. No, it looks like the who. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but it's got the Beatles up in the corner. I know, I know. <laughs> but, you know, there's that famous picture with the Who hanging around the uh, Union Jack. But anyway, um, all right. The first, this is the first Before... show I've 
where I'm doing multiple sets, you know, you must know. Very good. <laughs> well, it isn't always that I have a backdrop. Although my next show, which I'll I'll preview here, um, yeah. actually my next show is already in the can because I'm doing this one. I'm doing a reversal, but the next one I'm recording tomorrow night. I'm talking to a, a gentleman who's written a book about Shemp of the Three Stooges. Really? He shemp he he shemped me the he sent me the book cover, and so I'm gonna have that behind me. <laughs> nice. So anyway. That'll be in a few weeks. So anyway, but before that, and before yes. we talk about the magical history tour, mm. um, you mentioned now and then. So your thoughts? Um, so I was really confused because I thought we were hearing a re-release of that was then, this is now. <laughs> so I was playing for a monkey song, you know. <laughs> no, well, so we've known the the track for many years, and um I never thought it was solid enough to warrant uh, a Beatles um, recording. I thought it was, this is a, just a demo throwaway. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I didn't think it would ever even make it onto a Lennon album. And boy, was I uh, changed around because they did everything right. You know, it's not often that you can, well, maybe not the cover, maybe the graphics could be a little more, you know, uh, uh, fanciful, but I got to tell you, I love the song. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I heard it in the process of before it was finally released. I heard uh, snippets of it and I was thinking, yeah, yeah, this is sounding good. And the more I heard it and today hearing it, you know, at 10 a.m. and hearing it on one channel and then turning to another channel, it was like literally every channel was playing it, which was, has that ever been done before? Um, it just goes to show the importance of it. Uh, and when I stopped hearing it on the channels, I was still hearing it in my head, Mark. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it was still playing in my brain, uh, that goes a long way because yeah. it's, it's, to be an earworm like that right out of the box, Free as a Bird wasn't. Real Love wasn't. Hmm. I loved both those songs uh, as they as they would play more and more. I grew to love them. Uh, yeah. Whereas this one I loved pretty much right out of the box. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I kind of think the same way. I mean, I, over the years, because they always rumored this song to come out. So yes. on YouTube, there's like 27,000 different versions of maybe if they finished it, it would sound like this. So, you know, yeah. I had it in my head and I knew that the earworm was a possibility because, you know, I'd hum it to myself and I go, eh, you know, uh, this is, has possibilities. I mean, obviously... If it doesn't hit number one, if it doesn't even chart, it really doesn't matter at this point, you know. It, and it's it's nice to have one last edition, you know, yeah. before yeah. they go, you know, screw it up because in the future they, some idiot will make something completely AI. Well, they've already done it, you know, <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, while we still have some of the Beatles alive, and you know, while we still have, you know, the ability to use technology and the original recordings and stuff like that to useful way, you know, it's like, why I not? Agree. You know, yeah. I, agree. Uh, um, I do want to ask you this, just out of curiosity, because you're a few years, my senior. So you had the privilege to, no, you did. You had the privilege of growing up, hearing new Beatles songs as they were coming out. Look at our faces. Time. Look at us together. Come on, audience. Who's really younger? Come on. <laughs> Um, yes, I did. Right. I did have the fortune of growing up and hearing them as they came out. Yes. Yeah. So uh, before I ask your opinion or uh, of anything, you know, a lot of people that are naysayers about now and then they go, eh, it wasn't that catchy. Eh, it wasn't that good. And it's like, I've known that over the years, at least, you know, listening to solo Beatles records, you know, some of them don't catch my interest right away. And then after a while, they just... This is pretty good, you know, and then I really like it. So back in especially, the sixties, especially especially with Harrison stuff, believe it or not, yeah. yeah. With, with so me, go back to the group stuff, not the solo stuff. But um, uh, from sixty three to or sixty four to seventy, yeah. was there any single or singles uh, or tracks that, upon first or second listen, you're just a, uh, oh, they've lost it. This sucks. What are they doing? And then they turned out later to be like great or incredible or like wow what was i missing yeah uh i never thought it was crap or i never thought any of the beatles songs would, would would be like that but i'll tell you what song i always thought was just another album track 
uh, and became one of my all-time favorites. And, and when a Beatle tribute band does it, I just, and I love so much, is While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Huh. Uh, to me, it was just another album track. It was, um, it, it didn't cry, baby, cry. It just was one of the albums that I would go and listen to because I was listening to the whole album, but I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to. And that just phew, flew so much above what it was. Um, now, when I first heard Free as a Bird and Real Love, I didn't love them because yeah. Stupid Me was expecting a mop top song. <laughs> and it, and there was no there was no rationale for it. There was, yeah. It wasn't going to be Twist and Shout or or She yeah. Loves You or any yeah. of the others. It wouldn't have been a, a bouncy song. Just like Ringo doesn't put out bouncy, you know, mop toppy songs anymore. If he puts out an, an album or Paul puts out an album, you know, it's mid-tempo. It's, you know, it's yeah. more what they're putting out. And uh, so I, I, I don't know why I thought that, but it, may, it took me a while to warm up to both of those songs. Yeah. And if those come on, I just, I love them. And I, I all watch the videos for them over and over. So this is a little different, you know, uh, the, um, now and then hit me hard, strong. And I loved it from the beginning. And I'm curious to see if it'll keep growing the way those two did. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get my opinions and answer my own question too. So I'll, I'll say those two. So I was going to ask you, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> well, what I think, <laughs> um, uh, so when Free as a Bird and Real Love came out, um, yeah. Free as a Bird blew me away. The only thing I wish now, and this is just because now they've done this new now and then technology where they can separate the vocal out, is to remaster it and make Lennon's vocal a little stronger in it and less ethereal and back in the, the mix. But that's another story for another time. But when it first happened and the video... I was like, this is it. This is like what I wanted. Because I wasn't thinking early Beatles. I was thinking more Sgt. Peppery Magical Mystery Tour Beatles. And Free as sure. Bird kind of fits in that a little bit better. You know? I wish yeah. they I wish they gave that the Peter Jackson treatment, yeah. like you're saying, and remastered or guys, whoever, you know, uh, John. I mean, Martin. there's a possibility. I mean, they, they they need to do something with those anthologies albums again, you know. What yeah. they will do, I don't know, but you know, uh -huh. and those tracks, you know, it, it, a lot of people said, yeah, it would have been a, a natural thing that they should have added them to the 67 73 disc set and put real love and uh, free as a bird as a remastered thing, but man, yeah. oh well. Yeah. And then real love, I had problems with it only because it had already appeared on that Lennon movie, you know, and, and so I was like. Could, that one disappointed me. I liked the video for it. I just thought the song was like, it was already out, you know? And that's why I was kind of glad that they also didn't work on Grow Old With Me because I said, it's already been out, you know? It's like, even if it's a crummy demo, you know, it's like, I, I'm always one, I want a new recording. Free as a Bird, I had never heard before. I had never even heard, I had listened to like the Lost Lennon tapes and stuff like that. But if they played it on there, I missed it. I didn't hear it until it, aired that night on the anthology thing. So, yes. Yes, uh, yes. Now, now and then is a little bit different. I have heard it for the last 20 years in various forms, but, you know, this sounds better, in my opinion, than any version I've heard to this point. So the Beatles did it right, you know. So, um, <laughs> and then to answer the other part of my original question, you know, since I didn't grow up with the Beatles, my earliest memories of the Beatles are like 69, 70, you know. <laughs> And so they were basically done. Um, so I started collecting seriously in 77 and I wouldn't pick the albums necessarily in order. I tended to focus on the late sixties stuff because that was still kind of current sounding. And then I worked my way backwards. And so I kind of jumped around and whatever. Mm -hmm. So the two singles, ironically enough, after saying that, that I thought were major letdowns. And I used to say this, it's like, if these are released as solo singles, they would have flopped. But the fact that they were Beatles singles is why they went to number one. One is Hello, Goodbye, and the other is Get Back. Now, Get Back, especially in the last couple of years of the Peter Jackson film, has really grown on me, especially when you see the footage of Paul just noodling around, and then it kind of comes together into a real workable song. And then I'm like, okay, all right, you know. <laughs> 
but you know I would say when I first heard it, and I, I think I heard Get Up and Go by the Ruddles first before I heard Get Back. Uh-huh. And I and you know, so it's like I go, wow, this is a parody that sounds exactly like the original song. And of course they did get in trouble later for that. Um, and both aren't very good, you know. It's like and so and I was not big on disco. You know, we've had arguments about disco. I was not big on disco in the late 70s. You know, right. now I love it. But it's like back then it was there was just too much, you know. Mm-hmm. And so Get Back sounds kind of like a disco song because of no, the heavy not, beat. Not at all. Not the at heavy all. beat, you know. I'm not going not by all. glitter balls and stuff like that. I'm just going by the heavy beat, you know. <laughs> I know we've had arguments about disco before, but anyway. Um, so that those are my reasons why I didn't like them. So, you know, I don't know if, if you, you know, so you just said you never had any letdown experience. It's like, oh, come on, you can do better. No, but, yeah. but I gotta yeah. tell you that there's two songs that until well, until Get Back came out came out. Get back and come together with the two songs that I would like, oh, not again. It just <laughs> it just seemed that those two were ones that the younger generation somehow latched on to. And every Beatle band was, you know, uh, here come old flat top. Everyone could do the Lennon in that voice. Yeah. And Black was, you know, their rocker. So those two started to get on my nerves for a while. And uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm admitting it, guys. A Beatles songs actually did. Yeah. Uh, and but get back once the once that film came out, it was like, whoa! I, I loved it all over again. Yeah. Uh, but there's very few songs that you know. Uh, yeah. I loved Hello Goodbye right out of the box. You say I'm in love with it, and I still do. And for <laughs> it, it's still it's song. still the weakest one of their singles. Like it would have been a better album track, in my opinion. Just you know, but anyway, that's just me. You know. <laughs> you're, entitled, you're, you're entitled to the wrong opinion. Um, so- <laughs> All right, off my show. <laughs> Thank you. That's enough. <laughs> I'm re- revoking my check. Anyway, <laughs> all right. The, uh, world, the world has to know that the host of Fun Ideas podcast is going to be coming with me and who knows how many other fans on the Magical History Tour to London and Liverpool in August of 2024. Dude, I am so psyched. I'll, I'll be one of these people's. <laughs> I was thinking that if I could actually deal with you for a few hours, I would let you share a room with me. And that that thought that thought went out of my brain real quick. Oh, uh, you wouldn't want to hear my snoring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a great guy. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. So let me tell you my background on this. And then, yes. you, can, then you can promote it because it's all going to be promotion for the next 20 minutes. And then we'll wrap it up. Okay. So of the... So, um, I was not a charter subscriber to Good Day Sunshine, but I was pretty early on. I don't think I have every issue, but I think I have most of them. Or I bought the back issues or something, because I don't remember. What what year did you start? 1980 or 81, yeah. Okay, I think I I know I started by 83, because in 83, you know, I had been a Beatle fan for years, but I didn't buy magazines or anything, unless it was a special... Oh, here's the Marvel Comics Super Special, you know, on the Beatles. Okay, I'll buy that. You know, oh, here's another. And then when Lennon passed away, there was tons. And so I was like snapping them all up and everything. And then after that, you know, it's like, I hate to say, but news about the Beatles is like, you remember this. It's like after Lennon died, it was almost like, well, the dream really is over. And you couldn't find news they wouldn't talk about it and and even mccartney's albums save for tug of war started kind of flopping you know mm-hmm. and you know um but the main thing is there was no news you could never hear you know it's like i i remember like george's gone tropo album the only reason i knew about it is i was just flipping through the the bins and i said Hey, there's a new album. <laughs> it's like, and, I, and I bought it, but I knew nothing about it. And if I was subscribed to like Good Day Sunshine or the Beatles Monthly Book or Beatle Fan or any of those, 
they would have been talking about for months saying oh yeah george is working on a new album blah 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 blah, blah. he's not gonna promote it because he's being a jerk right now and, you know, <laughs> and living in hawaii and acting weird and you know but that's typical george but you know anyway <laughs> uh, but in five but in five years he'll he'll kind of come out of his uh Anyway, (laughs) I was a a DJ on college radio and I really stayed, even though I became a, you know, a mobile DJ, a party DJ, I still kept my fingers on the pulse of that. And and I had to by publishing Good Day Sunshine. So I was in contact with every one of the record labels and I get press releases from them. And I was also, you know, a a very ardent student of not Rolling Stone because there you got the most peripheral, you know, the the most um, uh, mainstream news. But but yeah. Billboard and Goldmine and whatever British record, I had to subscribe to everything so I could call that one bit of news from four different places and come up with a you know an article. And I, I remember there was some times when you know I thought Beatle fan took information from me. When I put out an issue and I took it from them because I try to stagger it. If they came out one month, I wanted to come out the the alternating month. And right. if someone was subscribing to them both, um, I think they were getting the ultimate in news. Because with, with Beatle fan, I always said, you know, that's like getting the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. It's news, 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 news. With Good Day Sunshine, you're getting also a little comedy, you're getting a little Charles Rose's personality. You know, I didn't need it to be, you know, I wanted to be the New York Post or the Daily News. I didn't need to be the New York Times. So uh, whereas whereas um, a magazine for many years called Strawberry Fields Forever by Joe Pope was that comedic, tongue-in-cheek, person, high personality Beatlesine, that had kind of disappeared. And it, I was the in-between. I was the in-between of uh, Beetle Fan and Strawberry Fields. And I carved a nice little niche. And because I was a really good promoter and I had all the conventions and the tours, I mean, I, we were probably the, you know, the most read Beatles magazine in the world for, you know, for about a decade or, or two there. Yeah. So, you know, to finish my story, basically, is by 83, after yeah. the after the Gone Tropo thing and Old Wave didn't, you know, where'd that come from? And things like that, Ringo's album. You know, I said, okay, well, the rest of the world might, may think that the Beatles are passe. I want to know what they're still doing. They're still around. Three of them are, you know, and it's like, I want to know what they're doing, you know, and um, I don't know which one I subscribe to first. Probably Beatle fan, but I can't remember. Yeah. And I, I just, in quick succession, I, I got Beatle fan, Good Day Sunshine, Beatles Monthly Book, and club sandwich and i probably did a couple others that i only lasted maybe a year and i said "Eh, these aren't any good but the ones that i was with solid and i'm still with one of them today beetle fan and yours you know it's like uh yours just it ended on me like so many other magazines i mean you weren't even running it at the tail end there but uh you know so you know it's like oh well you know but it's like at least beetle fan keeps going and i'm like yay but of course nowadays you know you got the internet so you can find out information at a drop of a hat you know yeah (laughs) we love you we love your magazine yay so i've been a faithful subscriber to that for 40 years now it's hard to believe Can can i recommend another one sure called octopus's garden oh okay i think mm-hmm. i have one issue of that one but yeah okay 30 33 years going yeah i I never got a subscription oh i know one i used to get i used to get the harrison alliance i don't know if you remember yes. that one yeah. i sure do i loved harrison <laughs> the, that was out of that was out of connecticut too and jenny yeah. and patty yeah yeah and then i got a couple monkeys ones i got monkey business and i, I there's another monkeys one which names forget i forget but it it, it, I think it was called the Monkey Video Newsletter. It was on yellow paper. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. It, was, it, was, yeah. it was a tiny cover. It was the Monkeys and Beatles Video News. Yeah. Uh, put out by a guy named Mike Boyce. And him and I actually um, combined forces to put on a Monkeys convention in 87. And we did a combined Good Day Sunshine, uh, Monkey and Beatles. I remember that. I remember video that. news and it was also the program for a, the convention yep, i remember that i probably i know i have it well you can't see the boxes back here because the beetles are in the way but anyway. all right so knowing this in good day sunshine every year 
uh, it would have this big ad. It's like, hey, everybody, we're going to Liverpool and London, and Liverpool Productions is doing this tour, and every year I'd go, I'm in high school, I can't afford it. I'm in college, I can't afford it. I'm now married, I can't afford it. I'm broke because I made some bad financial decisions in my life and I can't afford it. You know, and it's like every year. And then um, I was seriously considering doing it and then the pandemic happened. And it's like, that was because that was the first time about 2019, 2020, that I actually had enough money that I could actually do it. That's how long it's taken in my life. And then that happened. And then, I was going to do it this year, 2023, and my wife and I were going to move. Well, we still haven't moved. And so when this one came around again for 2024, I said, look, (laughs) let me just do it. We can always move. But, you know, I want to do this trip while I can still walk, while I'm still relatively young. I'm 56, going to be 57 when I do the show, when I do the thing, and, uh, you know, where I can enjoy it. And, you know, it's like, it's kind of funny. I'm not a big, big traveler. I mean, once I committed to it mentally, I I had a panic attack about it. I don't do that. And now I'm fine, and I've made my deposits, so I, and I'm saving up for the the remaining part of it. Which yeah. at some point we're going to have to discuss what that amount exactly is, because I don't right. know if I'm going to have a roommate or not, you know, right. and other things. But um, I guess you know I could uh, ask all my questions, but you know maybe you want to just kind of plug it a little bit and what you get on this trip if you do it, uh, the full trip for August nineteenth through the 28th well i will preface by saying not only did we announce it in good day sunshine all the time we would then when we got back we'd hit you over the head with a report on what you missed yes (laughs) and it was usually a gal named batya salivan who's going to probably listen to this show and be shocked that i mentioned her name but she would do like a a tour report every other time because she probably went on the trip 20 times and she was always the official reporter and she might even be with us in 2024 but what can i say aside from the fact that for 40 years we've been bringing fans on the ultimate beatles experience you know the magical history tour takes everyone for three days in london uh we go to liverpool via henley so we visit george's you know home and and, when we go to the gates of Friar Park and all the places that he loved in the area. And then we go to Liverpool for an entire week when people used to say, a week? What can you do in Liverpool in a week? And my answer is, if we were there 10 days or 14 days, we could still do stuff. The problem when we're there sometimes is on a given night, three things are happening at once and we have to pick the best of those things uh, to do. Um, It's like going to Memphis during Elvis week. You know, it's like being in um, New Orleans during Mardi Gras. It's like being in whatever town the Super Bowl is in. That's the ultimate Beatle experience. And I'm always going to say, if you don't go with me, it's okay. You're going in, in May or, or June or December or October. Go, you're going to have a great time. But you won't do half of what we do. You <laughs> won't do it with fellow fans. We're, we're a community. We're like-minded. You know, uh, it's 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 become you know silly because I've I've said this on a lot of occasions, but people go to their favorite high end restaurant and they'll go four times, and on the fifth time, now it wasn't as good. This was cold. I don't know why they didn't prepare it the same way. You're not going to get the same people walking away and saying they've had the greatest time in the world. Mark, everyone who comes home from the Beatles tour just to a person a thousand percent satisfaction they have the greatest time and i'd like to think you know i have a small part of it but it's obviously it's because they're in the beatles land they're walking in the footsteps of john paul george ringo and pete and Stu and everyone you know who came before us but the fact that i'm on there making sure everyone has a good time and entertaining them and you know we're, we're, we're dancing at the cavern and we're seeing the bands at the convention and we're going to the casbah and we're going to strawberry field and we're getting into places that people really 
can't get into on their own in many of the cases. You know, last year we got this this past tour, we got inside Abbey Road Studios mm -hmm. and we did an actual recording session. We hadn't done that in 10 years. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get to do that again. But that's the type of thing that makes our tours just so special. You know, there was a, a year where um, we were on our way from London and Liverpool and someone said, hey, uh, did you see this in the local London newspaper? Julian Lennon is doing a, um, an appearance at a toy store. Stopped the bus, turned around, <laughs> went back to London. We all met him. We went to see him. I didn't care that if we were late in Liverpool. This was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. We got to meet Julian at a, at a famous toy store where he was launching um, a game that was what was it was an environmentally something or other and and all the proceeds went to an ecological um, charity so we all got to meet Julian these are the things that I can't put in my promotion because I don't know they're going to happen right. so many of those amazing things that you didn't know were going to happen happen and every year there's magical stuff that go on which is why it's the magical history tour actually <laughs> and yeah. it's and it's reasonable. I don't want to give prices, but if someone wants information, there's a lot of options. You can go just to London. You can go just to Liverpool. You can do London and Liverpool and fly on your own. You can do shorter days in Liverpool. You can do the whole shebang and fly with us out of New York, which I recommend because then we're, <laughs> we're a group, right. We're a group from when we leave to when we get back. And I'm, you know, taking care of everyone safely and and making it as fun as possible. Um, and just visit, you know, liverpooltours.com, www.liverpooltours.com, um, or or email liverpoolproductions at gmail.com. And I'll send you the information personally. And if you have questions, you call me and I'm with you for an entire year, uh, helping make sure that your, your travel plans are in order. Uh, Believe and, me, you're going to answer some questions. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Most of which I've already answered and probably have in a data sheet yeah. that you haven't gotten yet. Yeah. But, um, you know, what yeah. to pack. I mean, the, the main thing, and I'll interrupt here, the, the main thing is, obviously, it's I'm going on the New York trip because there's like yeah. thumbs up, but how do I get from Eugene to New York and New York back to here, you know, and it's like, right. there we right. go, you know, so, time, you know. Time, we time that out with when the flights are, and we yeah. make sure that you're on, you know, you're on board with us, but, you know, it's questions like, what's the weather like during that time? How, what should I pack? How much money should I bring for souvenirs? You know, yeah. what? all those th those type of things and you know it's the same questions that are answered every year so i have like sheets and sheets of yeah. you know you know what do you do about taking medications extra contact lenses yeah. anything that has ever been asked i have in this you know pretty much faqs answered yeah. and when people sign up for the trip i send them that information eventually so i'm sure you answer about like how cell phones work and Things like that too. How money works. Uh, the oh, three God. giant plugs. And... Cell phone. I don't even know how it works, but it does work. Yeah, all of that. All of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, <laughs> um, I guess you can give some deadlines here too. You know, because or I can give a deadline. You know, because I know it to the back of my head. <laughs> you know, it's May first, twenty twenty four. That's when the final deposits are due. <laughs> you know, that's. And yeah. Most of the reservations come in, you know, January and February. People yeah. wait till the holidays are over. After the New Year's, they start thinking about it seriously. They'll usually get in their down payments, their deposits, January and February. And by May, uh, you're paid up and ready to go in August. And we do it every single August during Beetle Week. It's Beetle Week in Liverpool. We're partners with Cavern City Tours and the people who own the Cavern Club and put on the convention there. And um, it's during bank holiday in the world. So it's, it's just the best time. And, you know, we get lucky. There's only a few times in, in 40 years where we've had like really bad weather. It's usually when it's the sunniest and most comfortable, I guess, for lack of a better word, comfortable yeah. time to be in that part of the part, part of the world. Now, if anybody would be bored or tired of it all, would be you if you've been no on all, all 40 of them uh, but no okay <laughs> why am i not bored yes because i'm gonna live market arnold's first experience there because i'm gonna see because i'm gonna see the person get off the bus in liverpool and go to the beetle statues at the dock and and i'll see the tears coming out of their eyes without them knowing it 
they're they're just crying by because they're in a place that they've always dreamt about a yeah. place that they've only heard about in songs read about in books seen in postcards and now you know they're they're it's a dream come true for so many people i don't want to use the word bucket list because that ages some of the people but <laughs> sure enough you know people have waited their whole lives to come and walk in the footsteps of the beatles <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm vicariously I'm loving the tour because of the people's experiences on there. I remember a couple got there and kissed the ground. I go, "What are you doing?" And they didn't they didn't even, they didn't even think about it. It was a natural thing for them to land in Liverpool and and kiss the the ground, which to them was so holy. Um, you know, walking into Abbey Road or it's into. Uh, walking the streets at penny lane or going inside strawberry fields it's such an emotional thing for so many people i mean it, it's the guy i i guess you can ask every rock star aren't you tired of playing your own song and yeah. if they're and if they're cool they're going to tell you no because it might be a brand new audience who's never heard it before or right. it might be that one person in the crowd whose dream was their, that was their favorite song growing up. And they always wanted to hear it sung by the original artist. For me, I love it because I'm loving it through the people who are going and it, it makes it that much more special. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, like for, you know, somebody asks you, why do I do this podcast or why do I keep writing books? Well, there is an intrinsic thrill every time, you know, even if I've had you as a guest before, you know, and we've talked about a lot of this stuff before, but you know, it's like, you know, I get some sort of rush out of it, I suppose, doing this show. And, and you know, hopefully, you know, I say hopefully, hopefully I will have a good time on the trip, you know. <laughs> I think I will. Have, yeah. You're going to have the greatest time. I can't wait till yeah. the podcast we do after the tour, like yeah. the tour, the tour follow up roundup to share with the people all the stuff that goes on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You should probably figure out something, but that's a, discussion for a later time you know that i can incorporate other people's footage or something into the a show for me or something like that you know or yeah. i can do a show live from london or whatever you know, yes. <laughs> you you know with, with my cell phone and just going oh, anyway. that makes a lot of sense. we should do we should have that as a part of um live from liverpool we should do a fun ideas pod podcast maybe right from the beatles convention at the adelphi oh. yeah so you're my guide, you're my host, but, you know, it's like, it's funny, you know, the way I wanted to do it was always, your tours sounded interesting, like, yeah. this would be the one to do. Yeah. Um, my parents went to London and, you know, other places in Europe in 1984, you uh -huh. know, which made me highly jealous, and I wanted to go, but they were going, like, on a second honeymoon type thing back in the day and my mom did bring she was gracious enough to bring back some uh rare beetle records from england you know one that pops in my head she brought back band on the run seven inch single because the b-side was zoo gang which you couldn't get here back in those right. days you know right. that's an example because i sent her a little list i said see if you can find this and she bought bought like 10 little records and stuff like that and oh, cool right. and some magazines and other things and but you know it's like it just made me more jealous. And it's like, I want to go. You know, it's like, why didn't you take me? <laughs> that was uh, so. 84. I was already, uh, that was the second year I'd been there. Yeah, yeah. Which was 84. So, so it's been a long time. Uh, you know, I'm determined I'm to go. I'm back home. I've been away now. <laughs> I probably, it'll probably be nonstop, nonstop larfs, you know. <laughs> Yeah, or, some, or or we'll be at each other's throat by the end. You made me come on this trap. <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't be that. What you ruined be... my interest in the Beatles. I was such a Beatles Mark, fan. Mark, Mark, Mark. <laughs> you have it all wrong. I know. It'll, it'll, it'll be, why did I allow him to go on this trip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what well, it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say this, because we talked about it earlier, this is the now and then trip, because... You can call it that because it is. And it's the 40th anniversary of them coming to America, even though we're going over there. You know, so. 40th? 
Yeah, or 60, 60th, sorry. It's the 60th. 40th on your trip, I'm sorry. It's 40th on the trip. Yeah, <laughs> I'm brain 60th. dead. Okay, yeah, the 60th, but uh, 60th of Ed Sullivan. That's what I meant to say, but, uh, it, you know. I have to change my promotion to the Now and Then tour, yeah. Yes, you do. You do. Take advantage of it. It's the last time you can do it, so, you know. <laughs> now and Then Tragical History Tour. I mean, tra Magical History Tour. <laughs> No, you know uh, I'm going to do the Ruddle stuff the whole time. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is where they sang uh, "Piggy in the Middle." No, 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 it's on the wall, you dummy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you know, we've gone a little over an hour, and I said I'd keep it short. So, you know, we talked about a lot of different stuff. I'll yes. give you one last chance to plug everything. You could show the you didn't show your Beetle books, so show that one too, and. Uh, the only thing, only thing I didn't bring down with me. I oh, will, you don't have it. Okay, never mind. I will uh, but... tell you that November 11th and 12th at Salem State University. It is the Salem Paranormal and Horror Convention. www.salemparacon.org. Um, the Beatles book, book of top 10 Beatles lists is available from the website top 10 beatleslists.com or you can get it on Amazon and um, the Beatles tour that we've been alluding to and referring to <laughs> is the only one that anyone should ever go on. It's the Magical History Tour during Beatle Week put on by yours truly uh, and also being attended by uh, yours over there truly. You want to um, meet me. <laughs> you don't want to meet oh, him. These oh, people are not going to go if they hear meet that. guys back here. You know. <laughs> www.liverpooltours.com Yay! <laughs> Mark, All right. Forum, thank you for letting me make silly faces and jump around in my seat and answer all your questions. Mostly, seriously, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody enjoy uh, themselves. Come come with me on the tour. Buy your Beatles records to, during the fall and Christmas season. And uh, I will see you next time. Uh, Charles won't be here, but he'll probably be back in a future podcast. <laughs> but I thank now. you. I'm yeah. here now, but I'll be back then. Yes. Now and then. <laughs> 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 and uh that wraps up another fun ideas podcast and this is mark arnold and we'll see you next time thank you for listening and thank you charles f rosene for being my special guest remember you can always watch the video version of this episode on youtube episode number 237 will be coming soon if you would like to comment and or be a guest on this podcast please drop me a line at funideas.mark at gmail.com become a patron of mark arnold and fun ideas productions if everyone listening just contributed a dollar a month, that would be a tremendous help in continuing the production of my books and this podcast. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The opening and closing music for the Fun Ideas podcast is provided courtesy of Andrew the Slow Poisoner Goldfarb and is used with permission. This has been the Fun Ideas podcast. This is Mark Arnold speaking. This episode is copyright 2022. Fun Ideas Productions. Thank you and good night. Thank you.